This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't read mom blogs and look at moms on Instagram and think that they're doing it perfectly. People put out these false airs, and I think everyone struggles. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to Katie's Crib. In today's episode, I have the most amazing guest. Her name is Ashley Margolis. I have known her for years. I was first introduced to her through the amazing Kerry Washington. And Ashley is the founder of The A-List, which is a brand building agency that develops relationships in the entertainment, fashion and digital industries to gain client celebrity placement and development. It launched in 2001. Ashley lives in L.A. and New York, and she currently lives in Beverly Hills with her husband and three sons. Three sons. I've been wanting to get Ashley on the podcast for years. She's just a really cool mom. She says it like it is. She's so the real deal. And she's also incredibly environmentally conscious. And I wanted to talk to her so much about that. So welcome to Katie's Crib, Ashley. Ashley is here. She is such mom goals. So as I mentioned before, Ashley runs and operates the A-List. Ashley, how exactly did the company come about? So 
The A-list was born about 20 years ago when I left my old PR job. And when I left that job, I went to pursue a talk show career. Fred Durst was producing a show called All Access Ashley. Oh, my God. We need that show now. It was really awesome. We'll bring it back. In the meantime, a friend of mine was went to run Global PR at Coach. And we had worked together at our old job. And she was obsessed with Rashida and Kanata Jones. She called them Rashada. And they had been longtime friends of mine. And at the same time that my friend Raina, who left to run Global PR Coach, the same time she's like, I'm dying to do an event at Coach with Rashada. And I was like, oh, that's funny because Rashida just said, Ashley, will you help me put together an event for my charity Peace Games? And I said, actually, Coach wants to do something with you. It was the timing was perfect. I produced my first event at Quincy Jones's house. Coach sponsored it. It benefited Rashida's charity. And at the same time, Coach started sending me bags that lived in my trunk, that lived in my house up Laurel Canyon. And I started gifting them out to friends from my trunk. Then my friend Raina, who was my client, said, you know what, let's start having you bring celebrities into the Coach store. We just opened a store at the Grove, one in Beverly Hills. I started bringing celebrities into there and I started gifting celebrities coach bags. And then she got me a showroom. Now, many years later, I represent about 22 brands, fashion, beauty, lifestyle, beverage, medicine, a vibrator company. Yes. Vibes. And we have um, celebrities, tastemakers, influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers coming in the showroom. And um, we gift all these people. We hope that we get the organic social tags. And then we also throw events for all of these brands. And we get hired to what would be called talent procurement, but we could also call it celebrity wrangle for events around Oscars, Emmys, Sundance, Super Bowl, Coachella, NBA All-Stars. So sometimes companies that are not our clients hire us to do talent procurement and get celebrities to attend events. And when Scandal was sort of like just starting, Carrie was like, we have to go hang out with Ashley and go to A-List. And it was so helpful you work together, you can find an outfit for being on Kelly and Ryan or a red carpet or, you know, you're going to this thing and you're going to be photographed. And in the same time of me meeting Ashley, I realized her running this business and being such a boss and you're your own entrepreneur and you started this thing off the ground and it's so wildly successful. You're also a mother of three. Yeah. <laughs> And that's insane to me. And I want to know because I have two and I literally don't understand how you're doing this. And also how you're doing it in... I just think you're such a conscious parent. I think you're really good at multitasking, asking for help, juggling lots of things, but also you seem happy. Tell us the secret to your fountain. You know what I mean? I have to be honest. I am feeling like depleted (laughs) and defeated. So I'm glad that on the outside, I look happy. I mean, I am happy. I've always been a happy person. I really love being around people and socializing. And that brings me a lot of joy, introducing people to people. I love working. I love being really busy. But the parenting on top, and by the way, it should start with parenting and work comes second. I'm having a totally hard time. So I need to hear about this. So take me back. Did you always know you wanted to be a mom? I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, 100%. 
I don't think I ever thought I would have three kids, but after we had two, time went on and I was like, I feel like there's a third person that has to be in this mix. And my husband was like, absolutely not. We are so out of the clear. We could start traveling. Our kids now, they're 10, 8, and 2. Oh, shit. You were like done. We were out of diapers. Yes. Sleeping through the night, getting on planes, even having going to places with kids clubs or sending them off where we could do our own thing. I mean, really in a great place. And our marriage was in a great place. And he was like, I don't want this to fuck our marriage up. And I was like, I agree. I agree. So then I'd go back and talk to other people. Yeah. I remember talking to this mom, this wise mom at Burning Man. And she was like, if you don't have enough time for your two kids now, don't have a third. And I was like, that's a really good point. So I went back and then I just kept saying, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about it. And I had heard from other people with three, when you can't stop thinking about it, you got to go for it. And I convinced my husband, we went for it. I got pregnant immediately. You basically sneezed, had the thought, and here he is. Were the first two pretty like run of the mill, boring, like your labor so that the third wasn't, was anything out of the ordinary? Tell me. They were all pretty great pregnancies. I barely smoked pot with the first, smoked a little bit more with the second. And a little bit more than that, the third. And he's the chillest. Nice. Now, what are your thoughts on whether, look, like, obviously, no one's going to tell you it's allowed. What do you feel about this? About the pot? I mean, I asked all my health and wellness people. I even went to this top-notch, high-risk doctor uh, at UCLA who was like, I can't say his name, but one of the biggest. And I had just gotten back from working Coachella, and I was like... I uh, definitely smoked some pot this weekend with our party with Snoop Dogg and he didn't say anything. <laughs> and then again, I was like, oh, definitely smoked a little pot at, at Coachella this weekend. And he didn't turn around and say, you should do that. He just looked at me and didn't say anything. But I asked, I'm obsessed with health and wellness. I mean, of course, I'm a pot smoker. This is like also a big part of this episode because I really want to be you in so many arenas. but. So much in the wellness situation. I I like it's beautiful. I asked like the alternative doctors who I trust. I asked a lot of people and they all said, honestly, it's fine. They said, make sure you're continuing to work out and get oxygen into your lungs and nothing in excess. And I didn't do anything crazy. A little hit here, a little hit there. But I had three great pregnancies. By the third, I was 41 or 42. And I had more back pain, harder to sleep, peeing all the time. I mean, by your 40s, it's just more exhausting, more taxing on the body. But I pretty much loved being pregnant with all three. I felt really grateful. I had so many friends around me just constantly miscarrying. I really at one point felt like 70% of the girls that would come in the showroom were telling me that they were couldn't get pregnant or miscarrying. I was just blown away. So when I found out that my third was a boy and I really wanted a girl, I had one day of tears and then someone in my office had kept miscarrying and I was like, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. So it actually was better for me because I real quickly, I was like, no, this is you're not going to be an asshole just because you're having a third healthy fucking boy and someone really close to you can't get pregnant. So, you know, I was sad because I wanted to grow up so close with my mom. And I always thought I'd have that mother daughter thing, you know, but when I try to rationalize why I realize that I have a really short fuse and my boys are already giving me a run for my money. I don't know. Maybe it would have been just too hard to deal with the girl emotions and the insecurity. I don't know. My friends with girls really talk about how 
hard it is dealing with the the emotions. Such a funny thing. Like, obviously, you're going to have some relationships with one of two or three of your sons that are they're all going to be so different. Adam is one of two boys. So his mom is a boy mom. And Adam's like the chick, meaning like he's the one that would go shopping weekends and then go see musicals in Philly with his mom, because that's what my husband likes. Like his older brother would go to the sport game and then Adam would be like, do I get a mom weekend where we shop? And then I get to see like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And like, you know, so like some of your boys, who knows like how your relationship will fare, but it will be super tight like you are with your mom. You know, one of them will have maybe an energy that's more something that connects to you in that way. Yeah. I get it though, because I was sobbing the night before when we just had to open the email if my second was going to be a girl or boy. I sobbed when I found out my first was a boy. <laughs> like I sobbed. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it's a great wake up call when you're like, it's one in four. It's one in four pregnancies are miscarried. Oh, wow. And then that's not even to say how many people can't even get to that place. So many women can't even get pregnant. So the fact that you had three and amazing pregnancies and did were they all vaginal births? Were they all different? They were all C-sections. And I think that my doctor looking back, I realized I was like, whatever you think, doctor. And I should have said, no, I refuse. I want to have this vaginally. And I was so kind of nervous at the time. And I just went into it thinking it'd be vaginal. I didn't really... It's funny because as much as I like to think that I have hippy dippy ways, I don't because that side of me should have done a little more research. I was just like, whatever. Okay. The water broke and the, this is happening. Whatever you think, doctor. But looking back, it was Friday night. He wanted to get home. I was saying you were, it was also 10 years ago. Like you've changed a lot. I should have thought like, cause there's other doctors that it turns out my doctor loves a C-section. Like late, I later found out, oh, he just loves C-sections. He's great at them. And I just said to the nurses, what do you think? And they said, just do whatever the doctor says. But I, I really should have said, no, I want to wait. He could have delivered a healthy baby. The next kid, Isaac, shoot, I don't remember. For some reason, they also suggested a C-section. I said, okay. And then by the third, I had heard that it was hard on the body to have a... It is a V-back. A V-back. A V-back. And I, yeah. I went to this new high-risk guy because I was a little older. And I just wanted... I said, whatever you think, doctor. But, you know, my sister had her babies in her bathtubs and I was always envious. At the end, it's fine. I have a great little scar. You can hardly see it. My vag is still tight. Nice, girl. Get it. I mean... <laughs> no looking back. It's all good. We're just moving forward now. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play. You know, a lot of our listeners are so in it in that place where it's like they're either pregnant or they just had a baby and it might have been traumatic where they had a certain plan and it didn't go that way either by choice or by not choice or whatever it is. So it's so great to listen to moms who have space and time. You know what I mean? Like you're looking back at this 10 years ago, eight years ago, two years ago, uh, and you're on to the next thing, if that makes sense. Not that you can't honor that something might not have been what you wanted it to be, but I think it hopefully lessens, you know what I mean? Like, cause you're too busy, like taking care of this shit. Exactly. I moved through my pregnancies as if I wasn't pregnant. I was like, I have to work. I was like, I'm just running a business. This baby's just coming when it's coming. Otherwise, let's just keep moving. Right. And I think it's just my personality. I was focused on work, honestly. So tell me about what is it like raising three boys? And what is it like raising three boys this past year in a pandemic? Oh, God, I don't think I'm like the most amazing mom to model yourself after. So I just... I wish I could say differently. I do because I was just telling my hypnotherapist, I go to bed at night stressing and thinking all the things that I want to do with them and when when can I. But in the pandemic, it was actually a great gift to spend more time with them because I wasn't around enough before. And so now it's made me able to reimagine how I want to show up for them and be there. I mean, I was getting home three nights a week when they were already in bed. Right. And then went to having, you know, a little over a year, having every meal with them, lunch included. And that was amazing. Was it amazing and also awful? Or like, did you really love it? No, there were awful parts for sure. But not rushing out of the door in the morning. The mornings are so hectic, yelling at each other. Did you brush your teeth? Did you do this? Did you eat? Did you pack your lunch? I mean, they're so crazy. Not having to rush out in the morning was huge. Being able to take our time. Some days we went on walks together as a family. We had breakfast together. Then they go on their Zooms and we and I go upstairs and then they would have a break for 12 to 1230. We had lunch together. I'm really lucky because my husband is really involved and helpful I'm not the mom that's, I don't even know how to cook. 
I don't do homework with them. I'm not proud of these things, by the way. It's just who I am. Yeah, but you're showing up in other ways. Like I always say on this podcast, like I fucking hate I don't craft. I do not kill it at this age. Like, I'm constantly running away. He's like, mommy, can you play this? And then I'm saying, in two minutes. I like to, like, plan the whole family, make sure everyone's got what they need, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not like to sit on the floor and play and be present, which I feel fucking horrible about. Like, I feel so bad about it. But I think hopefully when he's 14 and wants to, like, talk about real shit or smoke a joint when he's 20 and we can like talk about life. I'm down. By the way, my dad shoved a joint in my mouth when I was 14. Get out of here. But I'm going to I'm going to wait way later with my kids. Why? Tell me why. Because of all the studies. I think 14 was a little young. Have you always been somebody who's super into the environment, how we treat our planet? Like, were you raised like that? Totally not. My dad had a big fashion business. I saw a lot of waste. I did not become environmentally conscious really until my husband just in the past couple of years has become a massive environmentalist. First, he became a vegan. His dad dropped dead out of nowhere. And then he read the China study, which is like huge. And then we watched Forks Over Knives. He stopped eating meat the next day. And I eat very little meat. I don't even know what the pivotal moment was. We just started becoming really conscious. And then he just became a super extreme environmentalist. He opened a grocery store in COVID on the east side. And you bring your own reusables. And yeah, I just so we just started paying attention. And then watching more documentaries and starting to care and starting to get freaked out about what we're doing to this planet. I don't think people even realize how dire it is. It's so scary. So I see plastic water bottles. That kind of sends me spiraling because recycling is not a real thing. I mean, you can recycle very little plastic and they have to be lumped together and there's no sorting system for this type of plastic versus this. So everything's kind of lumped in and goes one place, but no one's even properly sorting it. Very few places are. I work with a lot of fashion brands. I, I stopped working with fast fashion brands. Fast fashion is just like disposable product that after three or four wears, it just goes into a landfill. You can't break it down like organic cotton. You can break down right. and reuse and, and make a new shirt out of it. But a lot of these synthetic fabrics, actually, you can't do anything with them. And so they just go into landfills. And then over time, there's like a process where they're just emitting really bad toxins into the environment. So since this is newer in your life and really becoming a true value in your husband's life, uh, for sure, in his business, how did you change your household and also instill this into your boys? Because like I look at my kids fucking plastic toys is insane. So I started recently putting on my personal Instagram asking for toys and getting hand-me-downs of toys and clothes. So my sister, who's like a cool shaman in Topanga Canyon, who's incredible. If I buy something new for one of her kids, it's your debt. She gets everything as a hand-me-down. We teach our kids by talking about it. We try to not buy food packaged in plastic. It's really hard to be plastic free. It's it's like near impossible. It's really, really, really hard. I am trying to wear a lot. This is my client Farm Rio. They plant a tree. I love Amazon. Farm Rio so much. The best. They're so cool. Trying to wear conscious brands and trying 
just trying to be smarter about my purchases, trying not to buy anything that I know I won't have for a long time. Yeah. Trying to borrow clothes from friends, actually. And for kids, that's really hard because kids outgrow shit. If you can get in a lineup, like I'm in a lineup of hand-me-downs, that's the best. Like his best friend, Rocket, I get clothes from Rocket and then it goes from me and it goes to Will and then from Will it goes to da-da-da. And we weed out the ones that like have the holes and the grass stains that cannot come out. But guys, like it literally doesn't matter. It doesn't. But for a lot of first-time moms think that they need their kid to be in the cutest shit. Oh my God, my son doesn't want to get dressed ever. So he wears pajamas like all fucking day and he just wears the same shit. They don't need a lot of clothes. They they need a couple t-shirts. But I think that a lot of first-time parents get so excited, but then you realize they grow out of it so quickly. And then it's just sitting in a landfill, not going back to the earth. How do you have conversations with your kids about this where it's not scary? I don't have the vocabulary to say like the earth is dying and it's our fault. <laughs> I don't know. We just do the best we can. And again, we show them documentaries and are they interested in that? Or are they so bored? They are like a lot of beautiful animal documentaries. We try to tell the teachers what we talk about with them too. And right now, like my older one is talking a lot about the environment at school and the teachers told us he's really into it because he hears about it at home. And I brought them to a recycling center once. I mean, I think now coming out of COVID, we can bring them to other places to see firsthand. I can't imagine it's not going to penetrate into their psyche some way or another. My son just opened up, you know, we're teaching him helping around like, okay, now it's time to take your plate or this garbage and throw it out. And he opens up the garbage. He's like, what's this one? And what's that one? And why are they different? And I'm like trying to explain to him like plastic and cardboard and all that. But you're right. It's hard because there's a big part of me that's like, is this even doing anything? Like, yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What do your kids eat for lunch? Now that they're back to school, it's been really hard. They're, they're picky eaters. They're not vegan, but they're kind of vegan adjacent. Uh-huh. They eat very little meat and they do like fish. There's always a ton of fruit going on and cucumber avocado rolls. I make a smoothie for them. That is one good thing as a mom that I'm proud of. I make smoothies for them in the mornings and weekends. That's huge. It's big. Tap yourself on the fucking back because that is a mess and annoying. And I always want to do the smoothie too because I sneak in the spinach, but what a pain in the ass. So I pump in the spinach, blueberries. I've got even a little spirulina, bee pollen, a little protein powder, couple healthy things, a greens powder. It's all about getting that spinach and then another thing that we've been doing, because they do like bell peppers, they like carrots, they like cucumber, is a lot of the time I put that on their plates first and then say finish that. And then we have the meal after, because if it's all put at the same time, they'll go for like, you know, kind of their processed fake hot dogs and fake chicken wings. And at a certain point, that shit's not good for you either. If they want to eat meat, get it from Belcampo, like get it from places where we know the animals are treated well. They're not shot up with all these hormones. They're kept happy. They're happy cows. And Belcampo is a place where we like to get our meat from. We're doing some bone broth right now. Oh, that's good. Because I was going to say, if they're not eating cheese or any meat, is it easy to get their protein? There's actually more protein in vegetables than people realize. The whole circle diagram of you need this much dairy, this much meat. That's an antiquated old thing. You don't need dairy. You don't need cheese. You don't, you know, there's a lot of protein in vegetables, actually. So they get it from that. We add a little protein powder. They do eat eggs. Whatever they want to eat when we're out, no problem. What we, what is a big no-no for us is cakes with dyes. With the desserts, we try to keep it vegan or with the cakes. Once it has the pink and the purple and all the colors, I think Dan and I both spiral out a little bit because to me, all those, all that coloring, that's just cancer. Honestly, it's just things that aren't, we're, it's not supposed to be in our body. And there's so many dark chocolate they love, vegan ice creams. And there's so many other great things. Do they ever say, why doesn't our house have Cheez-Its? Or like, why doesn't our house have goldfish? Or like, they don't give a shit? Yeah, they, we've got the vegan version of goldfish right now. Nice. It's, that's really good. Yeah. They have quesadillas with our vegan cheese all the time. They're super into it. Again, they're obsessed with their dad and they follow what he does and he makes great vegan sausage and we have vegan sausage pizza. It's still good. It's not as good as the real thing, but to me, I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. Absolutely. I had to go for the first time my entire life. Vera is five months and I had to start like a total elimination diet when she hit two weeks because there was blood in her poop. And so we had to figure out what she was allergic to in my breast milk. So I had to cut out dairy for the first time in my life, gluten, nuts, everything. And I haven't introduced anything back yet because I'm doing this big experiment. Like this is the first time in my life, five months of my life where I have not had dairy. I've never done that before. And how do you feel? 
with having no dairy? Well, I feel good. And I was a dairy queen. Like a dairy I, whore. Yeah, dairy whore. Like I grew up having a huge glass of whole milk with dinner every single night, like cheese on everything. And I don't have a problem digesting it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I have no lactose, anything. But it's weird. See, when I eat dairy, I see it the next day in my face. I love cream cheese, but we've got some amazing vegan cream cheeses. But I love a good goat. I love a good mozzarella. I mean, I love cheese too. So once in a while, but for the most part, there's there's a lot of good alternative cheeses, great cashew cheeses. I just think it's so cool that your boys are like so down. Women who are watching this who just want to fucking grab the Ziploc bag for lunches. Why? Why is that ingrained in us that that's like the thing? Like, why is the sandwich bag, the snack bag, the gallon Ziplocs like? There are even on Amazon. There's so many options. You know, as long as you're reusing them, those bags could be easily clean. We have a big plastic bag that goes with them, but we come home and clean it and just reuse it. Right. That's the key. If you had Catherine McCord on your show, she's like a great mom with a lot of kids. You could follow her tips on how to package everything. But there's great little, you know, carrying food cases where it doesn't have to be wrapped and it all goes in that thing and then it closes. Yep, yep. Albie just started nursery school for the first time two weeks ago. So I've just started to get really into like, how do we make this situation reusable, not throwing shit out, like packing stuff again? We've also all been home, a lot of us, for a year and a half. And so I'm trying to look at what's the better way to do this, you know, and the better for our environment way. It is time consuming to plan out the meals and your days in a way that is responsible and healthier. It, it all takes time. And I have a nanny that lives with us. I've got two great assists. I have a fucking village and I'm still overwhelmed every day. I go to bed every night. Like it's the, it's, it's trying to find alone time with my kids that, that I think is what I obsess over because I can't seem to find the time of between their after school schedule and my stuff. Yeah. That was the thing we were talking about at the start of this interview. Like still you feel like there's never enough hours in the day. No, I'm still Picking my nails and going to my hypnotherapist, feeling stressed out. I'm still feeling guilty all the time. Last week, I was trying to get in my therapy and my workouts in the morning. I didn't take them to school one day last week. I was like, I can't do that. You know, so refiguring that out, which means either waking up super, super early for the workouts or doing them at the end of the day. And I'm too tired by the end of the day and and have to save that energy for sex also, which is exhausting. Yeah, you have to see your fucking husband. I was just about to say, like, where do you get that in? Like, come on. I got nothing for you. There is at the end of the day. There's nothing. There's nothing. Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't talk to me. Then you end up in a sexless marriage. and Then you're in big fat trouble. Like, it's just. Yeah, we just went away for our first time together, the two of us, and it was life changing. We went to New York for a wedding. The second the second we dropped them off and left, it just felt like a huge weight. It was the best thing for our marriage. I was I remembered why I liked him. I was like, oh, and had a great time. We rode bikes. We got those city bikes. We had drinks. We hit up all the fancy vegan spots. Connected, had fun. I have a lot of friends that won't that really don't like to leave their kids and 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 haven't. And I'm like, how do you even have a relationship that's not because this whole COVID, Dan and I were just as every parent was, we were just in it. There was there was like no emotion. It wasn't like, I love you. We're in this together. It was like, no, it was literally like roommates, like hustling, trying to sustain 
Oh, God, I don't think we've even fully seen or realized yet the like trauma on relationships and that that this past year has done. Adam and I have our first trip away, the two of us with another couple like in a month. And I am already super anxious about leaving my six month old, like super anxious about leaving him with his parents and how are they going to handle all this stuff. And I know the second I get on that plane and bring a bubbly beverage to my mouth. (laughs) But you know what? Your kids are going to be so fine. I mean, I know we had issues in the beginning leaving our kids with my parents. I mean, there were times when we first started traveling, we'd come home and realize that they didn't give a bottle, that the second bottle was, we're like, how are there, how's there, here's the bottle bag and there's still a full bottle. And with the first kid, we would spiral out and like, mom, how could you do that? They survive. Are they all okay? Then we're good. They're fine. They're resilient. The time with their grandparents is so valuable. The grandparents break the rules. Like that is just a gift for the grandparents, a gift for you guys, a gift for the grandkids. I did not ever think I wanted to send our kids away for that long to sleepaway camp. And this summer, my 10-year-old is going for eight weeks. He comes home for one full day and goes back again. And I am so excited. But I never thought because of the way I work and how much I work. I'm like, no, I don't want to be gone from them. But you know what? He needs it. So he needs to be away from us. He needs to be away from the fucking iPad because when they get older, the fucking iPad is absolutely the worst. Out of control. It's awful. It's out of control. And in COVID, they got so hooked on their on their electronics. Of course, my son had never done TV that much before. And then COVID hit. He was all of a sudden gone from not much to an at least an hour a day. Then Adam started the fucking pretzel business and we wouldn't let anyone in our house to fucking babysit because it was the beginning and we were so scared. Albie was in front of the television for like five hours on a Saturday. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I don't know what's happening. And now to try to pull it back, it's the thing he's the most obsessed with. Some mornings he wakes up and it's the first thing he says to me, like, when am I going to get TV today, mom? And I'm like, oh, my God. And this brings me to also being with your kids in nature. I think you said you guys hike or take family walks and stuff like that. Do your kids like that or are they just complaining that they're not on the iPads the whole time? Both. My middle kid and I, he's going through a lot of issues and it's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes we have to bribe them with the iPad and say we're going to go on a hike and it's a fight. All right, we'll give you the fucking iPad later. But we've been renting bikes a lot or actually bringing our bikes down to the beach parking in Santa Monica and riding to Venice and back. And it's been really great. And they get to see so much. I mean, there's tons of exercise classes and people meditating and all the homeless (laughs) drum circles. I mean, a lot to look at and it's fun. The scenery changes and the people change. And so that's been fun. And then I talk to them like while we're riding, you know, when it's not too crowded, I could go next to them right behind. And to have that time, because it's only in the car, really. I mean, at home, they don't really want to talk. They're busy. They're doing things. And we don't do a good job of, of having proper dinners all together. I feel like that's rushed and we need to figure that out. It's something that all these therapists and people remind us how important it is to at least try to have a couple meals together. And even our new pediatrician was like, do you have meals together? I'm like, ah. What are they saying? Like weekly? Try to, a couple nights a week, try to all sit together, talk about the day. You know, they're just rushed because they're rushing to go do this or they're rushing to do that. I mean, it's. Is it that you feel guilt, mom guilt about not spending time with them or that you want to spend time with each of them individually? 
both. I'm trying to find time to spend more time alone with them. So it's me and Dan with one of the kids or just me and one of the kids. So I went to this thing actually down at the beach. They do it in Venice and Topanga Canyon Beach. It was kind of like a Burning Man vibe. You rent for $20 headphones. It's like ecstatic dance LA. That might be what it's called. And I may go again this Wednesday and you dance on the beach and there's a DJ and everyone puts the headphones on and you dance. And it was a little hippie dippy, a little vulnerable for my oldest son, but we just danced together. I ended up burying him in the sand and he just kind of moved around. I mean, everyone else was dancing. He didn't want to dance, but we still had a great time together. Then we went to dinner together and he had been so mean to me for like the week before. He was so mean to me. And then we went and had a great night together. And for a good four days after he was being really nice to me, he just started being mean again. What does that mean? How, what does he do? I'll say, Oscar, Oscar, make your bed, says the woman who never makes her bed. Everything is, says the woman who. And I'm like, what are you, what is going on right now? God, this is my future. I'm terrified. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Oscar, you know, stop yelling, says the woman who taught me how to yell. Oh my God. He rolls his eyes at me. I mean, you were saying something like 14 year old boy. I'm talking, he's 10. Okay. He is so mean. He's like beating me down to a pulp and I'll cry. You're so mean to me. I can't take it anymore. And you're tough as shit. You're like tough. No, because then you have the guilt of like, I'm not around enough. And like, the, he's acting out and showing me he needs more of me. And how do I fix this? And I need to be alone with him. It's just, it's really hard. And I think having the third was hard, even though they're obsessed with him. The two-year-old gets the most of me. And it's hard. It's really, three is really hard. I'm so happy we did it. But I don't have a second for myself ever. Even when I get massages and treatments, I'm usually on a call during it. But I try not to be because it defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, you can't. Okay, in wrapping up, any advice for parents out there from the incredible Ashley Margolis? Tell me. My advice would be don't compare yourself to other people. Don't read mom blogs and look at moms on Instagram and think, that they're doing it perfectly. People put out these false airs and I think everyone struggles. They do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that comparing yourself to what else you see in here, don't do that. I think knowing that falling out of love a lot of the time is normal and to just not feel shame in that and to know that between working and parenting, it's so cliche, but it's so hard to be a working mom. When people say to me, how do you find the perfect balance? I don't think there is any such thing as the perfect balance. It's just doing the best you can, not beating yourself up for anything and just moving forward and trying to do it better. This is all amazing. Finish this sentence really quickly. Parenthood is hard as a motherfucker. Hell yeah. <laughs> hard as a motherfucker. Hard and trying and emotional. And has so many ups and downs and it's tough, but it's a blessing and it's amazing. And I'm grateful every day for it. I would have it no other way, but I don't think people tell, talk about it enough, how hard it is. I don't think they talk about how hard having babies are. This is why Katie's crib exists because we're all like, this shit's so fucking hard. This shit is so fucking hard. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for coming on Katie's Crib. I think you are the coolest. I think your kids are so lucky to have you. And you better fucking tell them to call me and I'll tell them that you are the mother who kicks ass. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, share it with all your mamas out there. And also I want to hear from you. What do you guys want to talk about? Topics you want to discuss? Guests you'd like me to have on? You can always reach me with your ideas at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider.